Shavua Tov, everybody. I hope this podcast finds you well. And I hope that you are in good health and that you are in a peaceful place despite the craziness all around us. What does fasting mean for you? What comes to mind when I say that word, fasting? Is it the new fad that all the cool kids are doing intermittently? Is it a cleanse? Is it a day of drudgery and hunger that we just can't wait to get over with? Is it a day spent napping or watching Netflix as often as possible in an effort to sleep the day away? I asked myself this question a few nights ago, and I decided to meditate on the idea. And of course, the first thing that came to mind was the Haftarah of Yom Kippur from Yeshayahu chapter 51. And he asked a very similar question. The question of B'nai Israel, God, why did we fast and you didn't notice us? You didn't even see what we're doing. You have no clue what we're putting ourselves through. And God answers. Because the reason is, says God, you go out and you do your business. And you seek your daily grind that you do every day. You're, you're constantly surrounding yourselves with distractions. This is the fast I want. I want you to feed the hungry. Just like you're hungry today, go and remember those who are always hungry. And I want you to house the homeless. Clothe the naked. Beautifully, he says, and then your light will shine upon you. And your healing will surely develop quickly. And your righteousness will go before you. The glory of God will envelop you. And God will always calm you down. And God will renew and satiate all of the desires of your heart. And He will strengthen your bones. And you'll be like a, a full garden and like a reservoir of water whose waters never run dry. So my question then was, what is it about fasting? that drives us to do justice and seek righteousness? And how do we achieve this closeness with God in the vision of Yeshayahu as a result of fasting? And the more I thought about this question, the more I realized that fasting is a practice, in fact, designed for me to confront my very own mortality. It's a way of getting a glimpse at just how limited I am And I started to realize that the only difference between life and death for me is a tuna sandwich. How absurd is that? We humans can build cities, fly at triple the speed of sound, and put a man on the moon, but take away our lunch, and we can barely walk to shul. There's something about being humbled by our finite nature that brings out our very best as humans. The issue is, that we as a society so easily forget that our time here is so limited. 
And David Brooks addresses this problem in his beautiful book called The Road to Character. And he discusses in the book the difference between resume virtues and eulogy virtues, paralleling Rabbi Soloveitchik's idea about Adam 1 and Adam 2. Resume virtues are those things that prop us up and show everybody, look how great I am. And society, unfortunately, is obsessed with these ideas of achievement and climbing the ladder of ambition. And in the beautiful words of Joseph Campbell, there's perhaps nothing worse than reaching the top of the ladder and discovering that you're on the wrong wall. So Yom Kippur says the Torah is a day meant to purify us. So it's a day that we remind ourselves how we are hoteh. The word hoteh doesn't mean to sin. Het means to miss the mark. And as a society, we are missing the mark. We're forgetting about the eulogy virtues. We're forgetting about those virtues that we care to be remembered by, by our loved ones and those lives we touched. And we're missing the mark because all we really start caring about as a society are these countless narcissistic social media self-promotions, building relationships simply to climb the social ladder. Parents investing in their children's accomplishments for their own self-aggrandizement. What happened to our values and virtues? What happened to kindness, humility, devotion, and courage? So take a day to remind yourself, says God, just how finite you are. Remind yourself that you are mortal. And in this way, you can begin the process of purification. Yom Kippur is a special way of distilling life down to its bare minimum. Not only must we refrain from eating and drinking, but we must not wash or use lotion, not be intimate with our partners. And in the words of a man named Professor Sorsch, the real challenge of Yom Kippur is to do without the distractions to which we are addicted. Ours is a society that abhors silence. We jog with earphones, run with music, fly with movies, and even entertain company with the television droning in the background. When we strip life down of all of its externalities, all that's left is the soul. All that's left is the soul and God. Yom Kippur has a special ability to transport us to a new spiritual realm. It asks us every year to, quote, take refuge in the silence of our inner selves. When we quiet down all the distractions, we can begin to listen to the cry of the soul. In the words of the psalmist, who says so beautifully, My soul is thirsty for God, for the living God. I want to go meet God face to face. That's what our soul is saying. And again, in the words of Professor Sorsch, we are more than our appetites and belongings, our ambitions and achievements. We also bear within us a touch of transcendence that has the power to sustain and ennoble us. According to Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, the supreme purpose of Judaism is to cultivate the inner life. Without inwardness, our lives are stripped of true nobility. What is the meaning of nobility? 
Heschel asks, a person possessing nobility is one whose hidden wealth surpasses his outward wealth, whose hidden treasures exceed his obvious treasures, whose inner depth surpasses by far that which he reveals. Refinement is only found where inwardness is greater than outward appearance. The hidden is greater than the obvious. Depth greater than breadth. Nobility is the redeemed quality which rises within the soul when it exchanges the transient for the permanent, the useful for the valuable. Yom Kippur, you see, is the day where we go for the gold. It's the day where we allow ourselves to reach for eternity with no regard for any of our finite needs. And the only road leading to the infinite is the spiritual path paved by the soul. That speck of divinity that resides at the core of our being and strives to be restored to its ultimate source, the source of all being. And that, I believe, is the meaning of this unbelievable ritual that we do once a year. The Kohen Gadol goes into the Kodesh HaKodashim, the Holy of Holies, and he lights up the Ketoret, and it creates a cloud, and the cloud of the Ketoret mixes with the cloud of the glory of God. And that represents the intimacy and the closeness that our souls are achieving with God's glory on the day of Yom Kippur. The human soul, when we allow it to speak and we really listen, is constantly yearning for that closeness with God. If you think about it, there is an incredible power of this conception of human life. It makes us part of something infinitely greater than ourselves. For a fleeting moment, in the words of Professor Sorsch, we become the vessel of a spark of pure spirit like a light bulb turned on with the flick of a switch. The electricity which flows through the circuit existed before the light went on and will not vanish after it goes out. The bulb is no more than one tiny fragment of a vast system of industrial energy. Every one of us carries a deposit of ultimate worth, a Salem Elohim, to save our soul, not in the sense of eternal salvation, but spiritual nourishment here and now, is the prerequisite for saving the life of another human being. But if we remain oblivious to the affinity between the human and the divine in each of us, we would not lift a finger to improve the welfare of our neighbors near or far. And it's only through an experiential understanding the experience that we each have on Yom Kippur, of the holiness that's latent in each and every one of us, that we can come to heal society of its narcissism and fulfill the vision of Yeshayahu, fighting for those who are in need. And so my blessing to all of you is that the insight that comes from the observance of Yom Kippur should inspire all of us to reach forever loftier spiritual heights and closeness with God like we've never seen before and that this should create in us standards of piety and ethical behavior that we never could have even imagined possible thank you very much Shavuot Tov and have a good fast